Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. What up, everybody? Brother Date. Back at you. Hard-hitting. Informative? I would say back again with a second verse. Okay. It's, it's, all, it's all clean. <clears throat> Is it like the next I'm not, episode? I'm not going to curse. Oh, I see what you're saying. In this particular verse. This is the only verse on uh, the album Controversy... <laughs> that's life and that's the way it is in which freak nasty does not help himself to a lot of cussing yeah it's very strange that's i think that's why that's my least favorite one the dip yeah I, 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 even though it's the one that um you know that everyone who knows freak nasty knows freak nasty from when that one comes up i get the least enjoyment but when like um i want to fuck or um Boot up. Boot up. <laughs> that Boot fucky up. sucky at Freak Nasty's party. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, look, there's those a lot of good songs go, oh, on that record. Cool, it's Freak Nasty. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that commercial shit. So it's Brother Date, everybody. We're back. Welcome. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. Um, we've usually, we usually do a pretty good job of not uh, going off the beaten path within the first minute and a half. I so I'll, I'll allow us to fuck it up one time. Look, it's a little difficult because we're not working from a blueprint here. No. So it's not like, hey, within the first minute we have to achieve this. No, we don't actually have to achieve anything and rarely do. Yeah, we're not so much about achievements. Yeah, maybe achievements are overrated. Maybe it's the journey that's its own reward. Well, as long as you're not talking about the band journey, no. I'm willing to go along with you. I would never talk about them. Except to say that that guy's hair was maybe the worst hair in the history of rock and roll. But it was... It was profoundly 80s-like. It was just so ugly. Just so ugly. I think my friend's mom had that hair when I was growing up. So there you go. Which one of your friends had a mom? I know, I know. <clears throat> I did grow up with some some real garbage pail kids. No, I'm just saying that doesn't track. I know. To me. I'm sorry. That you might have had a friend with a mom. It was rare. I occasionally ran into people with, like, moms and dads. And some of them didn't even, like, assault their moms. Well, one or two of them didn't assault their moms. How you doing, man? You seem like you've been hella busy. Nah, just, eh, just work stuff. Just work. I'm not going to be a downer and complain about work on the pod show. 
Like, you've barely been able to make time to uh, take shots at Star Trek this week. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I try to make up for it. Trying, I, was, I was watching the crappy episode with Ashara Yar when you reminded me that it is time to do potting. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> that is a real, that's a dumpster episode. For well, sure. so the last episode that, that Katie and I watched, by the way, you're sprinting ahead of us now, is yesterday's Enterprise, so... Hmm. We just saw the return of Tasha Yar. Yeah, they can't really let go of her, can they? No, this is her first reoccurrence. Yeah, but then, then is Ishara Yar, then it's, uh, Sela. What's her name? Yeah, she's Sela fifteen times or whatever. Sela, and you're like, all right, I get it. Like you uh, left, just stay away. You you chose to leave. No one forced you. The um, the HD. Is having some odd effects. Okay. Like the fact that this is the first time I've ever seen Star Trek. I guess with my eyes. <laughs> right. I mean, it seems like that. Well, it did uh, seem like in the past when you were watching on a 13-inch TV from across the room, it was kind of like it was just in your periphery. Yeah. But like, uh, about a third of the way into yesterday's Enterprise, Katie just paused the the stream. Which is how I know she has a longer point to make. <laughs> that's right well i have to do that sometimes too me and marjan will be watching something and she, usually what it is is she'll ask a question and rather than explain whatever my answer is going to be over the dialogue in the show i'll just go <sighs> and pause it <laughs> yeah uh so she pauses this thing and she says so the academy's like like college right so is she supposed to be 26 because she said this Enterprise was her first posting, and she's been there for four years. Uh, it's something in the mid to late 20s, because yeah. they, she says she left the colony when she was 15? Right? Right. And then in this dumb Ashara Yar episode, she said that was 15 years ago, and this is season four. So you think she's supposed to be 30? Well, if she was alive in season four, she'd be 30. If she was alive in season four, she would be 30. Yeah. A season seems to be the equivalent of a year. Yes, it does seem to track that way. Uh, so she should have been 29. So that suggests that she her entry into the Academy was delayed by about three years. Which actually would make sense, because she came from kind of a fucked up background. Like, who knows if she could even read when she got off that planet? It took her a long time to get her GED or whatever. I mean, she could save cats from rape gangs, <laughs> but she didn't realize that they didn't want to rape cats. You know, yes, I was going to say, you know, so, I'm not sure the cat was really in danger. I mean, it, you can see it taking some time to get up to the standards that Wesley had to compete against. Uh, when you he mean, went like to that the star likes of Mordok and... Um, where only four people were even qualified to take the test. And the Vulcan girl and the other girl. So, I mean, as she paused it, we're looking at Tasha Yar's face and... She did not look 26. Denise Crosby? Let's see yeah. how old she was. She was 33. I looked oh, it up. Okay, thank you. Uh, but not figured, but not a young 33. Yeah, 33 playing 26, um, especially pre-HD. Fine, whatever. But 33 playing 29 actually makes more sense. Yeah. And, and, that, you know, that's I have when no... I discovered, by the way, looking up her age, that she did Playboy. Uh, it made me very unhappy to know. We've already talked about this recently. Please do not mix my Star Trek and my sex. Keep them separate. Keep them in separate jars, in separate cabinets. 
Oh, she did it eleven years before yesterday's Enterprise. Gross. She did it. She did Playboy before I was born. It's not good. I still don't yeah. like it. Don't like it at all. <clears throat> Depressing. Uh, the other thing that Katie noticed. So of course they're just uh, the crew of the Enterprise C is rewearing the jackets from the movies, but without some of the accoutrement like the undershirt, right, and the belt. Right. But the jacket still has the big belt loop on the back. I noticed uh, that. And Katie, of course, had... I mean, she's seen the original start. Oh, wait. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure she has. Oh, dude. She's I think we only watched on the those. Next Generation movies together. She's got to get on those original movies, dog. I think the only one she's seen is Star Trek Four. Well, that's a glorious movie, but if she hasn't seen two and six, she hasn't seen them. Yeah. Uh... So she didn't recognize that as the belt loop from the old jacket. Uh, so she said, has he got a little pocket on his back? Is that like a little coin purse back there? <laughs> and it's she like was a big excited old by that idea. Because it's a big old belt loop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be exciting if he was just storing some shit back there. Yeah. Oh, then we watched the, then we watched the League and mm-hmm. uh, Shooter McGavin was in the episode of the League we watched, too. Oh, playing a judge. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I didn't remember he was in that. So, uh, Christopher McDonald? Yeah, that's his name. So yeah. we got a big big old dose of him last night. That's good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta say, I rewatched that episode, and it, I, it does not fall in the bottom 150 to me. To me, it's not in the bottom 150. I mean, it's got some interesting... I mean, it's got stakes, so that puts it above... Yes. I don't know, 40 to 50% of the episodes which have no stakes. Yes. Uh, For instance, this see... goddamn Ishara Yar episode that I have paused with five minutes remaining. because Not because I was so eager to pod, because I couldn't stand to watch any more of it. Yeah, I we could have gone another five minutes. I just, I couldn't, I was like, no, nah, you know what, this is as good as anything. I'm not, I, I can't, can't finish this episode right now. It's got a new starship design. <clears throat> you get to see another Enterprise. Yeah. It's got new uniforms. To me, the ambassador class always seemed like kind of a who cares class. Like, um, it's like plumper than an Excelsior, but not as long. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I wonder if they knew that the Enterprise beat, yeah, I think they did because I think it's on Picard's wall. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a weird jump. It's kind of like, it, it's, it might be bigger, it might be more massive, but I don't, it's, it doesn't look appreciably bigger. It does seem, it does seem a little bit like a step down, yeah, from the Excelsior, which is kind of a neat design. Sleeker, it is sleek. It looks like it goes fast. The other one looks like a little, like a mothership pod, or something. And the warp nacelles, I think they wanted to make them look less sophisticated than the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but they also look less sophisticated than the Enterprise refit and Excelsior ones. <laughs> yeah, they look pretty gross. Because they just have that big, dumb red globe at the end, like the original Enterprise? Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's not a great class. Eh, it's fine. And it, it was mostly relegated to, like, uh, being in shots of Wolf 359, like, floating hulks and stuff like that, so. Yeah, they really did not... They did not get the bang for the buck of creating that new model. Yeah, like the uh, Excelsiors show up forever, even Mirandas keep showing up through DS9 and O-Births and all kinds of ships, but uh, you don't really see a lot of Ambassador-class ships. You see the one in Conspiracy, 
Right? Uh, no, you don't. Oh, you don't see it? It's it. just implied that or something? Yeah, they mentioned that there's a, an uh, ambassador class. Heavy cruiser. Heavy cruiser. Okay. So you don't even see we, it. It's always weird every time they drop a military designation in there. Yeah, because, uh, by the way, it is not just Marjan's idyllic memory of this. They have said out loud in the series through halfway through season four, probably 12 to 15 times that uh, it is not the military and this is not a warship. Right. Um, so also, the distinction like, oh, heavy cruiser. We've never seen a squadron of starships. That's correct. So every not starship until you see the floating a, hulks at three five nine. Yeah, every starship is a cruiser, mm-hmm. in the sense that they operate independently. That's right. Um, but apparently, there are such as frigates. Uh, Drake's ship was a frigate. What was the name of that uh, ship? The one with the top speed of warp three? Yeah, the one that had top speed of warp three. Which Alright. I just No shit Riker turned that down. Yeah, it's like that's slower than a shuttle. I was gonna say that, that is a garbage ship. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> Frigate. Uh we hear Miranda described as a type six cargo ship, so Ouch. That apparently doesn't even rate a frigate. <laughs> no. And those things are all in the Dominion War later, just, like, flying... Always getting blown up, but, like, flying all over the place, getting blown up. Well, yeah. Flying on some Where... cargo ships. So, you know, there's that... There's that air base in Arizona. Yeah, the one with all the aircraft? That's just, like, all the these decommissioned military aircraft. Is there some part of the solar system that's just, like, 150 Mirandas? I figure they don't just fly them into the sun. They're, they're probably hanging around somewhere, and then they just... Took them all out of mothballs and probably put, like, a couple of new phaser arrays on them and went, good luck! They have matter-to-energy technology. They should be able to recycle 100% of materials. Yeah, you'd think so. So, you'd think maybe they'd keep a Miranda in reserve for four or five years after they decommission it, but sooner or later, aren't they just going to turn that into the energy to make a a nebula? I don't know. The timeline's not clear. <laughs> Yes, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so, but I think what they did was they just took a bunch of decommissioned Mirandas and refitted them and then went, well, sucks to whoever gets uh, assigned to one of these things because they blow up as soon as you shoot them. Constellation. Constellation probably would have been what they'd have been turned into. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if it's like... So just thinking about the age of the Stargazer and the Hathaway. Yeah, if, it was, if, if that is when they were decommissioned, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, but no, like, and, and the Hathaway, they just left floating in orbit around some planet. They just took the dilithium crystals and antimatter and said, fuck it. That's right. These are the only two things that have value in the future. I was just thinking, uh, this is a conversation that even Marjan will find boring. Tough shit. <laughs> our, one of our few confirmed listeners. Do you think Ben will be into this? Will Ben be into this conversation? Nah. All right. Okay. Well. I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, he plays the Star Trek game, so I figured, you know, you know, there's worth a shot. Th- there's some military things that appeal to him, but discussion of starship classes and decommissioning are are probably really only appeals to the lowest form of nerd. That's right. They're, they're the just worst. the worst among us. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, speaking of Marjan. Oh yeah. Oh, did we get any um t- t- tweets? Yeah, yeah, we did. And um, her tweet game sucks. 
like I know she's a busy woman. She's uh, she's got a whole PhD and etc. Hmm. Uh, yesterday she tweeted at brother date lost again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know what that meant. Yes, and I, you responded walk. Yeah. What with a Q? Yes. And and then she responded at brother date. Hashtag dance hall crashers. So that was about the dance hall crashers converse, uh, mention. Wasn't really a yeah, conversation. It was about a mention. That. The mention. We did not I, really dive into the dance hall crashers because I only know their one song. And which I think, is, by the way, not that one. Yeah, and I was in agreement. And I think that was the genesis of her tweet was that there was, I suppose, another song. And after she said it, I remembered that it existed, but I don't really remember the song that well. I mean, I looked it up. I looked up the video and I played the first 25 seconds of it and I said, yeah, that sounds like the Dance Hall Crashers. You confirmed that it was, but, in fact, the Dance Hall Crashers. Right. Yeah, but I'm not sure that I was recognizing the song as yeah. much as, oh, yeah, they're just skanking. Look yeah. at them skank. Real skanky. Real gross. Uh, yeah, dog. Well, maybe she would say that your tweet game sucks. I'm just, you know, she's my wife. Oh, that's probably true. You're the one whose tweet game sucks. I, I very seldom tweet. Then don't you ever talk about my wife's tweet game again. Ever. Okay, this is going really well. It's going good. Good, we're safe. I defended my wife. You did. Not because of obligations, because I really felt it. Deep if you heart. want me to criticize your tweet on the air, listener, yes. you can tweet at BrotherDate. That's right. We're always willing to uh, you know, tear you a new one. Or just mock you or something. Yeah. Doc, can you hear the wind blowing around my blinds over there? I heard, I did hear something just then. I assume you can hear the piece of aluminum foil that keeps rattling every once in a while in my kitchen. <laughs> Why is that happening? Uh, there's a fan in the kitchen window. Oh, I was gonna, is there like a mouse in there? You got, you got a mouse under that aluminum foil? Nah. Okay. Well, We got two real big fat cats. <clears throat> They're not the greatest of hunters, but I cannot imagine they'd allow a mouse to live here. Suppose they'd actually kill it? I think they'd kill it. Whether they would eat it after they killed it is another question entirely. I don't even know if we'd want them to eat it. I mean, I looked Gross. over ten minutes ago, and Charlie was laying on top of Harley, biting him on the back of the neck. That's good. Well, you know what? It's good that there's two of them. They can, they at least get some limited practice. Yeah. Our cat growing up, it was just him. and well, We pra let him practice against us, such as a hockey puck or a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, he could, he could never beat the hockey puck, though, as many times as he tried. No. It was... It was just too hard. Yeah, that's how that's how much life sucked before the internet. We used to roll a hockey puck across the floor to each other. Yeah. Just turn it on end and roll it at each other. Yeah, and by the way, most of the time it had nothing to do with the cat. No, he would just come in and start trying to bat it around and then realize, oh, this is way too heavy, has way too much inertia. Well, he would realize it when he tried to bite it, and then he'd get, he'd be shocked and dart back across the room, like, wow, my mouth hurts so much. Yeah, shouldn't have bit that. But, but then he'd be back, like, 19 tomorrow. seconds later, just, like, trying to bite it some more, because he was dumb as crap. <clears throat> yeah, next time I see you, you'll be softer. That's right. But, yeah, uh, seriously, just whatever was happening on the TV, or maybe not even that, and just uh, rolling a ball. And sometimes just rolling a ball down the hall, or uh, playing library hockey or something. Yep. So... You had to find ways to amuse yourself before you could just, I don't know, Google, like, Denise Crosby Playboy or something. I, I said not to. 
Oh, is that already? Is that already? Your I'm major sorry, I didn't say not to. It's. I mean, go ahead if you want to. You're just going to see Denise Crosby naked. Don't do it, everybody. It's not. That's all. It's not worth it. All right. You're going to see like 21 year old naked Denise Crosby. She's not worth it. And further, have some confidence in yourself. Have some self respect. Right. No. Oh, okay. Don't. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, but, what good has having confidence and self-respect ever done anyone? I assumed that people with self-respect probably don't Google Denise Crosby Playboy. I assume. It, I don't It know. just means they miss out on things in life. Like, um... Don't get an attack of the dignities. Okay, alright, I'll try not to. Watch Babylon 5. Oh yes, please do that. Even though you're better than that. You're better than the budget of Babylon 5, for sure. Yeah, just don't get an Attack of the Dignities. That's all I want to say about it. All right. Well, good. Yes, many of the actors from that show are dead. <laughs> Turns out, I, some of them I didn't even know were dead. And you'd figure if someone was going to know, it would be me. But no, nah, apparently I just... I didn't even know Captain Sinclair had uh, gone crazy and eaten it. Yep, he's gone. So, uh, so the Wikipedia article said he... Was that a Wikipedia article you were reading? Yeah, it was. Said that he had gone crazy? Yeah, I guess about halfway through the show, he started to get, like, paranoid delusions. Did he think he was Valen? I don't know if he thought he was Valen. I'm not sure he was supposed to be Valen at that point. Because sometimes I think, I think uh, Brock, Brock Lightner really thinks he's Sheridan. I think Straczynski had to sort of write his way out of his main character losing his mind. Straczynski claims... And I want to give him credit, but it's difficult to do, that he wrote a trapdoor for every character. In case they had to get written out of the show. But that trapdoor for Sinclair would not include him coming back to play Valen. That's not a no. true trapdoor. Like, if he died on, like, a fucking motorcycle accident or something, he, he you couldn't have him come back and be Valen. But, like, did he have a trapdoor for every character every five episodes? <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice, right? Because it's like, is it the trapdoor that you thought of for Ivanova in season one still valid in season four? Yeah, that's a good question. But that's what he said when the Talia Winters thing happened. When that lady wanted to go become a newsreader or something? Is that what she did? Uh, I don't remember. She yeah. showed up again, right? At the end? I don't believe she ever showed up again. Does she fuck off for good? I think she fucked off for real good. I think she went away. And I think he claimed that he had a trapdoor written in, which is that she was a double agent working for the Psychor, but didn't know it. She was like a sleeper agent. And, you know, he had that, that was ready for her for in case anything ever happened to her, because he wrote one for everybody. But you're right, I don't know if it would have worked if they'd given her things to do for three seasons or something. There were a lot of grandiose claims made about that show that didn't really make sense. Be fair, mostly claimed by him. I mean, he's, yeah. he was the one claiming everything. I mean, he he had all five seasons written out ahead of time, right? Well, Except for he didn't because they had to wrap up early. Yeah, so he had to squeeze the five season. into four. Yeah. And then they got a fifth. Right. <laughs> Which was why the fifth season is uh, just some real Star Command level stuff. But also, it's not so perfectly crafted that that makes sense. Like, even if you take the four seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do get a lot of payoff. So I have to give him credit for that. There is a lot of payoff. Seasons yeah, one he, through four. That, sure. 
but that that also could happen if you just remembered what you did last year. I know, but the, the thing is, you'd think every show would be able to do that, but no. A lot of shows, not able to remember the things they already did. Or said. Parts of the universe they built up that they then ignore. It's true. You know, it's kind of a bummer sometimes. So, but Matthew, if you want to know what's up with those parasites that were all up in Commander Remick, you just got to play deeper into Star Trek Online. <laughs> because someone came along later and tried to patch up some of the story? Yeah. Yeah. Someone was doing a lot of work to explain stuff. Like, obviously they've got at least one big nerd on this thing that likes Star Trek, because he's like, hey, that thing from uh, from the reboot about the supernova destroying the Romulan system didn't really make any sense. Right. Let's make that a plot point. Like, hey, why didn't that make sense? <laughs> that's right. Let's just have someone say, listen, that's not how supernovas work and stars and stuff. So something weird must have happened there. And then, then you have to investigate? Yep. Hmm. And then you eventually find out what happened. Is, is, this like, is this spoilers or something? For Star Trek Online? Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, what happened? What happened to the stupid Romulans? Well, the Iconians did it. Oh. The Iconians. I thought they were extinct. They hate the fucking Romulans for something that Sela did to them way in the past. Sela's a time traveler? Yeah, well, you go with her. Listen, it's deep spoilers. <sighs> you do stuff at the end of the game that explains stuff that happened earlier. Because you hadn't gone back in time yet earlier. Right. Wow. Okay. Listen, all I'm saying is someone went, put some work in on it. Well, you have to put a lot of work in because it was so awful. So they hate Sela and, by extension, the Romulans. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, I'm not a fan of Sela, and it impacts the way I think about the Romulans. Oh, but, of course, that's why she did the bad thing to them, is because they blew up Romulus. It's oh, a vicious... so it's a stupid paradox. Exactly. That's yeah. fun. Great. <clears throat> Look, time travel don't make no sense in Star Trek. There's like 18 ways to do it. Yeah, Marjan sent me a link to this crazy map. Some nerd some nerd made. That like explained all the time travel universes of the... I think of all the series. But uh, I found like nine logical errors in the first three paragraphs and went, you know what, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to get through the rest of this article that some fan made about Star Trek time travel. Yeah, well, it's not it's not coherent. They should never have done it. Agreed. I know that science fiction people cannot resist. They I should have stayed away would. from time travel, mirror universes, <clears throat> and omnipotent beings. How about alternate Earths? How do you feel about those? Yeah, alternate Earths can suck it. I like that they never bothered to explain what an alternate Earth is or why it exists. Like yeah. we just, we just we found another one. There's just it's another the episode Miri, right? Uh, that's one of them. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and they're not the only ones, of course. Battlestar Galactica, there were two Earths. Two identical sure. Earths. Two identical Earths, everybody. Found that first Earth. And then they followed Jimi Hendrix to that second Earth. It it's amazing. like, it's stuff that is interesting in a standalone science fiction idea. Where it's explored and everything. Yes. Uh, but it don't work so good... <laughs> When you've then got to work it into a 70 or 80 episode series, in the case of the original series, or a 175 episode series, where most of the time, no one's freaking out about it. Yeah. No one's like, hey man, 
are we doing anything about the fact that Q exists? <laughs> yeah, like, is there a brain trust that's working on this problem like they are with the Borg? Because the only reason we even have to meet the Borg is because of him. Like, they should like, really be putting their resources into that problem. Are people looking at the footage? Did we get sensor readings? He, it seemed like he thought that a phaser stun could incapacitate him. <laughs> yeah. There's someone someone working on this, right? Yeah. Oh, no, we're all just comfortable? Oh, Kevin Uxbridge, too. Yep, no, we're still good with that. In fact, we're just going to leave him. just going to leave him be. You know why? Because Picard made the very excellent point that what are we going to do, put him in jail? So let's not do anything. Because, like, if he wanted to, he could get out of jail. But it's like, all right, well, that's not a good reason not to do anything. You know? Just be yeah. like, eh, whatever. So we murdered an entire race. It's not a big deal. Entire species. <sighs> Star Tracks. Good news, dog. They did explain the parallel, exactly parallel Earth in Miri. That's just called Hodgkin's Law of Parallel Planetary Development. Oh, good. So now a nerd has to go back and uh, explain what that is. Yeah, that's why you. That's why you see the continent of North America. Not because they couldn't bother to model a fake planet. Yeah, I guess not. Fucking idiots. <sighs> Can build their own globe. Couldn't just build a globe. Prop department was fucking lazy as shit. Look, it's like that giant bugle in space. Nonsense. The lazy writers invent one-off solutions to problems all the time in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Even in a less cheesy show like The Next Generation. Right. And then it does not... Ex- it just makes a mockery of everything that else that happens. Like, they reconstructed Pulaski from her DNA. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. This is what they, we were talking about the other day, yeah. They beamed Picard back into space in Lonely Among Us because... His pattern was still in the buffer. Mm-hmm. Why? How does anyone die? Yeah. Why exactly. does anyone age? Why the don't first, they just put them back in their young body? The first time you did that, then you would be like, "Oh, I, I cured everything." Yeah, I've cured all disease and death and everything. But no, that's that's no good because then there are no stakes. So I guess everyone just forgot. It's um, <clears throat> well, like you know, it's bad writing. That's all. It's just bad writing. It's because no one in television is capable of writing a plot where the characters themselves, through their own ingenuity, come up with solutions to problems. The only thing they're able to do is say that random technology solved the problem. Yeah. And then you just move on. It's just technobabble, and you go, there were stakes, um, it, the problem got fixed, but you, it doesn't really matter how. The episode's over. They have a technique for erasing memories. They attempt to use it once and then never again. Yep. It would come in handy. I'm sure it would come in handy if they ever wanted to use it again. But you're right. No, that's not important after that. The aliens something, that come on board. Something bad happened? There, are, I know 15 ways to time travel. Let's go really fast <laughs> around know. a star. Seriously, the fact that not everyone's just time traveling all the time is bizarre to me. Because oh, don't worry. So Later they'll times. make up the temporal prime directive. Yeah. Great. I don't know why they don't violate that. They violate the regular one all the time. So later they'll make up the temporal prime directive after all these people have not been time traveling for years, even though they all know how. Yup. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. So, fuck those people. Fuck the writers of that show. You know who should have written Next Generation? The guys who wrote News Radio. I said it. What's yeah. hilarious. 
then they would have hated working with Andy Dick. Yes, everyone did. He would have been a real bad chief engineer. But it would have been worth it. Remember that News Radio in Space episode? Not their I best mean, work, do. but it, they would have gotten better. I remember Governor Space Talkie. That's right. See? Classic. Classic throwaway. <clears throat> that Governor Space Talkie interview. Uh, every show should be that show. Yeah, News Radio was treasure. It was. And again, sort of like Babylon 5, seasons 1 through 4. Just have to make yeah, it clear. Well, when you have a main the actor who plays the main character get murdered, it makes it tough. Especially if you do a dumb sentimental thing like bring in one of his friends to replace him. Yeah, who's... Oh, and that friend's John Lovitz. Yeah, who's actively annoying. John Lovitz. <laughs> Just grating. Just really hard to watch and listen to. <clears throat> yeah. Not good. And by the way, when you said murdered, it hurt a lot more than when you say, like, he died. No, he didn't die. He was murdered by his wife. Yes, I understand that, but it doesn't feel good when you say the murder part. Bryn Hartman, you fucking bitch. I'll, I'm... Let's go dig her up. Can we just oh, go dig her up? You want to desecrate a corpse. Yeah, I really... I feel like I'm going to do it. No, I mean... That does seem like it would be fun. Let's just dig her up, and then, um... I don't know. I think of the most humiliating things we can do with it, I guess. The worst things. Think of all your worst thoughts, and then get back to me with a list of your worst thoughts. I mean, just off the top of my head, we could put her skull in Andy Dick's bed. <laughs> you mean because it's possible he supplied Bryn Hartman with cocaine or something? This is John Lovitz's assertion, that's why they hate each other. <laughs> think of that nerd Think of that nerd fight. Think of a fight between John Lovitz and Andy Dick. Think of how great that would be. Yeah. Be amazing. I mean, and also, how long before they just started kissing? <laughs> that's right, yes. <clears throat> Well, anyway, let's in the future refer to him just as dying, so I don't have to think about all these thoughts. All right. Or how about something even a little bit nicer? Like I don't know why passing. you can't just accept it and just jam it way down deep. I That's what I have to try to do now. But let's say passing. Passing sounds nice. <laughs> you don't even like dying, it's passing. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, when, when Phil Hartman in particular, when he passed. Yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, well, it feels like yesterday. Yeah. Feels like today. It's that uh, much when was it really? When when did news radio air? Uh, started in there, like ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Let's see. Oh, that's, so it really almost has been twenty years. News radio. Oh nope, ninety five. That's when it aired, the first time. That means the last episode was in ninety nine. So it means he died in what ninety eight, maybe yeah. ninety nine. Oh, probably ninety nine. No, no, 98. 98. No, probably the summer of 98, yeah, 98, right? Yeah. Yep. So. 18 years ago, he passed. <clears throat> I'm just going to see when the anniversary is. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. It was in September. Oh, no, it was he was born. It was May. It was May. So, so <clears throat> more than 18 years ago. Oh, uh, for me, I thought it happened in between seasons, but maybe he'd already wrapped filming by May. Yeah, by the end of May, it was probably... I mean, most shows end in May, so... Yeah. 
which is why now we're in a TV wasteland, which is actually less stressful for me. Can I be honest? There's too many things on my DVR during TV season. I thought all of your big shows had wrapped. Well, during TV season, there's too many things on my DVR. This is the dead time. No, no, but I mean like... Oh, like like wrapped for good? Yeah, like uh, Breaking Bad is just done. Oh, yeah, but there's Better Call Saul. Oh, right. So that just kept going, basically. Oh, there's always plenty of stuff. But uh, a lot of it's Marjan, but I usually end up having to watch a lot of it, and if not, it stresses me out when I look at how much is on the DVR, because I have problems. Uh, So, I'm in kind of the opposite scenario, which is, summertime is kind of the start of my season. What? With Katie, because it's like, oh, it's summertime? Here comes MasterChef. Oh, MasterChef, okay. Man, you don't like MasterChef? I don't, I've never seen it. Well, first of all, you, what you should really watch is MasterChef Junior. Is it, so it's got kids? Yeah, it is. But these, like, 8 through 12-year-olds can really, really cook. Right. If, why is it better than watching adults cook, though? Because they're nice to each other. Oh, yeah, but I don't... Like, they like each other, and Gordon Ramsay doesn't yell at them. So there's not a lot of artificial drama packed into the show, like um, edits you to make things seem really aggressive and terrible. You don't need music artificial cues. drama. Every single kid that get, gets kicked off cries. Sure, but are there a lot of terrible music cues, like in all these reality shows, where a kid will say yeah, something I mean, like, <clears throat> "Kid or some kid will say something like, I just couldn't get my souffle to rise,' and then it'll play the most dramatic music. Like this is the worst thing that's ever happened I know, to a person. You don't need that because they're crying. Okay, all right, good. Well, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure the stakes at least seem real to the people. It's a real bummer to these kids when their souffles don't rise. Because this is what I can't stand about all of these contest reality shows. Is that they edit it to make it appear that the stakes are just so high. Just crazy high. Like a person will be like watching one of those dumb modeling shows. With yeah, look, I'm not saying to watch Sweet Genius here. What's Sweet Genius? Uh, it was a Food Network uh, dessert contest show with um the host was this weird little alien man okay i have to look up his name (laughs) i think it's ron ben israel or something okay Uh, that doesn't sound quite and then someone said something like uh you know i just feel like you you really could have done more with the strawberries and you know i just i i didn't really get there for me and then the music plays that makes you think that like um i don't know some music that would play in game of thrones or something and you're like, what are the stakes? Are the stakes that this guy's dessert was just pretty good? And not, it wasn't like the best dessert that guy ever ate? I mean, yeah, so he was like, he'd welcome you to his world of desserts, and then he would just be disappointed when you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care about that. I prefer, um... That's why I always liked, uh... Iron Chef, because the editing was literally always just, here's what he's doing now, and here's what the other guy's doing, and here's the result. And then you'd get the weird, um... I love the weird dubbed uh... Japanese... To the English dub over the Japanese show. Oh, did you... Um, so my favorite part of that was always the celebrities? Yes. Uh... Very politely criticizing the dishes? Extremely polite. It's just, just so polite. Because these just Iron so Chefs polite about it. are, like, the real deal. Like, would you just walk into somebody's 
kingdom and criticize their king. It's not wise. No, you shouldn't do that. So you don't criticize the Iron Chef. Yeah, uh, always so like here... some actri- actress with the same dubbing voice actress yes. every single time. Yeah, I've only had the four or five people. Yeah. I especially loved the not dubbing Chairman Kaga. Out of, out of respect, out of respect I presume. that's exactly correct. Or maybe because he was an opera singer and had a famous voice. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was a very good choice. I treated it as though it was respectful. Like, yeah, that dude's gonna take a big bite out of a bell pepper. <laughs> and we do not dub him. And yes, he looks like Liberace. Yeah, he's going for it. That's his thing. What do you want? It's not by accident. He is excited that today's secret ingredient is squid ink. That's right. <clears throat> Squid Ink would have been pretty normal. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, seafood-related ones. Here's I want to circle back on Sweet Genius. The okay. guy's name is Ron Ben Israel. Are you, is that what you said the that, first time? Yeah, that does not seem real, but it's his name. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not finding good... He, like, his website does not have great pictures that explain that he's a weird alien. Right. Like, you can't tell when he's wearing a chef's hat. Uh, but here's all you need to know about him. He owns the domain WeddingCakes.com. Wow. Is, that, yeah. is, he, is it a money maker? Well, I mean, I presume. I'm checking it out right now. Apparently he's the Manolo Blahnik of wedding cakes. Is that a... I don't know what... Is I that shoes? Yeah, uh, he's the shoes of wedding cakes? Yeah, if, if, um, if you think about what shoes mean to you, you, like you put your feet in them all yep. day, and they prevent like your feet from... like when You step on stuff, like sharp stuff. I want a wedding cake that prevents <laughs> sharp stuff from entering the soles of my feet. He sure. is that to the oh. world of wedding cakes. So he prevents wedding cakes from from getting like sharp sharp stuff stuck in them. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so MasterChef Jr. is the one of those you should watch. The one you really, really should watch is the Great British Baking Show. Okay, lots of people have said that, and it's on it's... my Netflix queue, but I have not. It's so it. gentle and wonderful. Not yet watched. <clears throat> so it's gentle? I like that. Yeah, it's like... Uh, none of these people are trying to become celebrity chefs. That's good. They're just, like, people who like to bake. Young people and old people. And, like, you can tell... They're not being sequestered in some hotel for three weeks to film this thing. They're, like, coming back every weekend because they got regular jobs and stuff. Right. <laughs> And, uh, again, like, you just sort of root for all of them. Well, that's good. You just hope everybody makes a good cake that week. Is it, um, is it all sweets? Is there any savory baking? Any, like, meat pies or anything like that? Yeah, they might do a meat pie episode or something. Nice. I, I forget. There's only one season available on, fuck, it might be on Amazon Prime. I don't remember. It's on one of the streamings. Okay. Oh, uh, Doug, this wedding cake is a Boba Fett wedding cake. Oh, by the way, that's for him. And him specifically is Craig Berger. Right, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, that's kind of a low opinion of dudes. Yeah, well, there's also an Arizona Wildcats basketball cake. Oh, I haven't. Cl- I didn't click on the for him category. <laughs> I should see what else he got. There's some good stuff in here, dog. So like a Rolex. Oh, this one is like and... a really sweet like humpback whale or something. It's got him. I don't know why that's for him. Uh, Gibson Les Paul. You think dudes are more into whales than chicks? 
Oh man, I don't know. I bet not. I like, don't know. I... How many dudes did you ever hear say they wanted to be a marine biologist? Not... And then ask yourself how many chicks you ever heard say that? Yeah, that's true. I think it's like five to one chicks. That's just I don't know. This for this whale cake is in the for him section. That's all. It's weird. There's a Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band cake. Yep, dudes love the Beatles. <laughs> and um everybody knows it. This cake is very specific to somebody because it's Missouri Tigers, North Carolina Tar Heels, St. Louis Cardinals cake. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, oh boy. There's a lot going Where on there. Where in Arkansas do you think that guy lives? He's <laughs> just trying to triangulate it. I'm just in my brain, <laughs> but it's like Arkansas has colleges. It doesn't make any sense. He must have gone to Missouri. But the, then who's the Tar Heels for? Is it is that a wedding cake? Is that his wife? Oh, shit. Maybe it is. I just it is a wedding cake. It is a very bizarre cake. So the Cardinals cake. are the team they have in common. Sure. Which good choice. sort of tracks. Yeah, good choice. That's fine. I mean, that makes sense, right? Especially on the Missouri side. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is a baffling cake. I kind of want to send an email to this website. I don't know. David Z uh, likes Harry Potter, and his name is in a font that suggests he might be a Lego maniac. <laughs> You mean because he's so rad? Yeah, it's like uh, 80s graffiti font. Yeah, he's rad. That's why I chose the word rad in particular. Uh, happy birthday, Chris. Uh, I don't know what this is. Some kind of weird mask? Somebody's Subway Series Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> this is. These are great cakes. This one is uh, just a watch. Just like a man's watch. Yeah, and that's just for him. Yep. Imagine all of the other categories. Well, we don't have to imagine. That's the rest of this episode. Yeah, that's true. For instance, I'm just going to look at what's in good times. <laughs> oh, there's a circus cake. Oh, Doug, for her, there's a so, cake that is in the shape of a lipstick. A Revlon lipstick. There's a stack of old books. What could be better than that? It's pretty good. There's a pagoda. Um, there is definitely billboards celebrating a bunch of Broadway musicals over here. I get the impression that girls are into shopping. Oh. Every single cake is about products that they would buy, like, um, like here's, uh, oh, look, Manolo Blahnik, there it is. And uh, there's a Chanel right there, and the, like I said, Revlon. This one appears to be, I don't know what that is, some other brand. Um this one's just Madison Ave right over here. And I'm going to read to you the entirety of the personal life section of Ron Ben Israel's webpage. <laughs> okay. Ben Israel is openly gay. Oh, there you go. That's it. Oh, with a citation. <laughs> Good, because I was going to say citation needed. To an article from Gay San Diego. I like how they a had to cite website it. slash magazine I did not know existed, but it's good good for them. It's his website, but they had to cite that in case you thought he was lying. Well, no, it's his Wikipedia page. Oh, I thought you said his personal web page. Oh no, that's the entire personal life section oh. of his web oh. of his Wikipedia well, page. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody cited that because that's my, usually my problem. Man, I have not thought about this show in a grip. Uh, this this cake is of a pink ladybug, and this one is of, like, uh, chocolate sundae, in case you're wondering. Bold statements. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a hella good peacock cake here. Oh, really? The peacock's dope. Is it hella good? That's hella good. 
It looks very much like a peacock. What about the... Um, uh, Roman? No, that's going to be boring. How about bling? What about these bling cakes? Ooh. Oh, hella blinged out. That cake. Yeah, dog, these shoes look like Fabergé eggs. That cake looks expensive. All right. All right, Ron Ben Israel. Hey, man, not everybody has Ron Ben Israel money. He's killing it, man. Anyway, this weirdo had a competition show where he uh, people disappointed him with their baking. Well, you know, that's why I don't like those shows, because I just feel like, you know, they all tried. and uh, it had a, Every round had a secret ingredient and a theme. Yep. Oh, and an and an inspiration. The other thing I hate about contest shows is always the super unrealistic circumstances where they're like, you can only use these three ingredients and you have nine minutes. And you're like, why does this matter? Like, when is this ever going to be the situation when they're chefs? Is this ever something they're going to need to do again? They're going to have nine minutes to cook something with three ingredients and it has to be the most delicious thing anyone's ever eaten. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Or like on the modeling show, they're like, you have to walk in a ball across a swimming pool. Like a plastic... I don't watch the... I don't watch the modeling Yeah, well, show. I don't want to watch them, but my wife watched I them. I can't handle Tai Tai Baby. And it was just like, why? why? That has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good model, I would think. I don't think it does. No, I mean, look, I've seen the end of that show, and then it's always like, look, you're pretty, but you didn't take a good picture this week. <laughs> yep. So, get fucked. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I just, one, I don't think they're choosing the best people, because I think they're just dumb challenges, and then two, the terrible manufactured drama, and insane length of these programs, because they're so cheap to produce, so they just go, uh, let's just fill our block, all of our blocks, with these reality shows, we'll just make each one an hour and a half, and we'll do, like, three of them, and there's your whole night, we're good. Dog, these cakes are, like, fairly reasonable. Wait, how much? Novelty and sculpted cakes usually start at $1,500. Okay, I mean, some of those were pretty blinged out. I mean, for some of these cakes, their minimum order is $800. Pricing for wedding cakes begins at $16 per person. It's not bad. It's not bad, dude. I'm just saying, if uh, Katie and I ever renew our vows, we're going Ron Ben Israel. Well, he's the Manolo... Blank? But he's... Yeah. (laughs) He's Menudo Blank. Menudo Blank. Is he, maybe it's like Croatian. Is it Blanich or something? Is it a Croatian thing? Uh, who the fuck maybe. knows? I don't, know. I don't know shit about shoes. I don't, know. <clears throat> I don't even remember the kind of shoes that OJ said he would wear those <laughs> ugly ass shoes in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> really got pictures of him sleeping next to the shoes. I was just telling Marjan about that recently because so much OJ content, uh, content has come out this year. They had the big yeah, Saturday Night Live really had a good time with it. And Tim Meadows. T- Tim Meadows did great. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember who they had playing Judge Ito. Probably Daryl Hannah. No, I think it was um, Mike Myers, wasn't it? Oh, did they have Mike Myers playing That's my Judge memory Ito? of it. Maybe I'll, let, me, let me see. Lance Ito, SNL. Um, but, um, so, so there's been so much content this year with the drama with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cuba. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, ESPN had a big uh, five-part 30 for 30 that came out about it, too. We were watching part of that. You know, I did not watch any of that OJ content, but people seemed to be way into it. So, one, everyone was crazy about the FX drama, which 
looked really cheesy to me, but I don't know, maybe it was good. I never saw it. And then everyone was like, for the 30 for 30, they're like, this is the best documentary that anyone has ever made on Earth. For me, if I want to, if I want to revisit the characters of Marsha Clark and uh, was there Christopher Darden? Was that the guy's name? Yes, that was certainly one of them. I will just watch the end of the first season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> That's right, I remember that. <laughs> the courtroom scene when they incompetently try John Hamm. Um, it is Mike Myers, by the way. I looked it up. <clears throat> okay, but. Uh... Yeah, that uh, the courtrooms, the courtroom stuff at the end of the first season of Kimmy Schmidt was pretty good. We haven't finished season two yet. We watched a few episodes of it. We didn't, we didn't finish it. Uh, it's still good. I, it still finishes strong. We're like that in a lot of Netflix shows. Like we're part of the way through season three of House of Cards, even though I think there's a season four. And we're like a few oh. episodes into season three of Orange Is the New Black. Though there may uh, there may even be a season four of that now, I think there is a season four. We haven't started season four of that. We we did finish season three. Uh, before I just one more thing about Kimmy Schmidt. I love Titus Andromedon. I know, I know you do. He's the best character <laughs> that's ever been on TV. Maybe <laughs> I well to me it starts it still starts with his name, which is amazing. It is Titus Andromedon is an amazing name. <laughs> it is an amazing name. <laughs> it's a good start for a character. Well, look, dude, he cut his teeth on 30 Rock as, uh, what was his name? Defuan. Defuan. <laughs> Another good name. Yeah, he was great as Defuan. Yeah. So we were, we were very excited when we saw him in, uh, pop up in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but he is, he is show stealing in that. It's, uh, it is 30 Rock Jr. in many ways, including sharing many of the same actors and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But that's nothing wrong with that because 30 Rock was good. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a weird way to say maybe the best show that's ever been on TV. Well, I guess if there hadn't been a news radio. I know. I know nothing will ever replace news radio in your heart. Especially, you know, all the plots they borrowed from news radio, which were all completely original storylines that had never been in any sitcoms before. Oh, like like the 30 Rock where they were on the Titanic? Yes, like that one specifically. Specifically the Titanic redo. The 30 Rock where they were in space? Which plots are you talking about? I don't know. I noticed them when I was watching all the 30 Rocks. Like the 30 Rock where they get in trouble for saying penis (laughs) five times? That's right. He said that word. Booth into a smoking area. Which uh, which 30 Rock? uh, When I was going through them watching them, I was taking note. If we had been doing G Chats back then, you would have heard about it. The 30 Rock where... Uh, You're just naming all the news radio plots you could think of. Where Alec Baldwin stole Tina Fey's cane and taped it to the outside <laughs> of the building? Yes, that one. Yes. Again, specifically that one. I stole your cane. <laughs> <laughs> the 30 Rock where uh, there was pornography hidden all over the office and everyone thought Alec Baldwin was doing That's it. That's right. But it- Tina Fey? Which one is which one is Dave Nelson? Tina Fey, right? Tina Fey, probably. Yeah, I think he's Tina Fey. Alec Baldwin is Jimmy James. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're, what's one hundred percent? Although Hank Hooper is pretty Jimmy James. Yeah, there's no one really above Jimmy James in the uh, in the hierarchy on news radio. 
So he has to be some kind yeah. of amalgam of... Uh... Oh, he is. 30 Rock also doesn't really have a Lisa Miller. That's true. Yeah, there isn't one. But still. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm watch- I'm looking at what must be an amazing skit, which is a mix of... Uh, my cousin Vinny and the OJ trial on SNL because their guest that week was Marissa Tomei. Two things that were highly, highly relevant. That's right. <laughs> but it does appear to have, um, uh, what's his name? Phil Hartman as the, uh, the lawyer, not unfrozen caveman lawyer. He's different. <laughs> uh, I know you didn't stick with the greatest generation. Yeah. But they they tend to refer to people as unfrozen caveman lawyers. Uh, quite quite. But they run into someone uh, who speaks in, English, but just sort of barely. Including in this week's episode, uh, who watches the Watchers? That's where they that's where they're up. Damn, to. dude, they're all the way up there. Yeah, they've gotten to that one. Wow. Uh, where they describe the Mintakins as looking like unfrozen caveman lawyers and Frankenstein. <laughs> sure, they are Frankenstein-like. That's their mostly. Leto is very Frankenstein-like. Yeah. With his hair and heavy brows. Yeah, and something about putting Vulcans in that uh, in their tattered clothes makes yes. them look kind of Frankenstein-y. When they're in those heavy robes or whatever, it looks fine, but put them in some villagers' outfits? It doesn't look quite right. Well, <clears throat> listen, nothing about... How how can they be pro what does it mean that they're proto vulcans why do they look like vulcans yeah that's it that's look dude you think they got that whole team on that planet studying them for nothing they came up with the a Rom- lot of stuff the romulans got mad at the vulcans and fucking flew away in spaceships 2000 years ago but these guys are in the fucking stone age it doesn't make any sense that i definitely would have put up a duck blind just to figure out what was happening <laughs> yeah well you know those guys um by the way, the fucking a plot's so nice they used it twice. With the duck blind and insurrection. Yeah. Yeah, except the joke was then on Starfleet because those guys used to have technology but they just shunned it cuz yeah, for hippie reasons. Was it, why why did they yeah, do that like, again? Hey, something's wrong with your Android. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, we 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 could probably fix we it. We know all about Androids even know. though we haven't uh, been around technology in hundreds of years, we'll still be able to easily fix anything that's wrong with any of your technology. We just farm and, like, carry chipmunks around like we're all little Bob Rosses. Oh, dude, speaking of which, I started watching that. Yeah, it's great, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure... Okay, do you think he killed the kid that made fun of him for saying maybe so much? (laughs) Because I was watching episode one, and he goes, maybe, 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 and he goes, I got a ten-year-old boy made fun of me one time because I say maybe so much. He just kept walking around going, maybe, maybe, maybe. (laughs) And I was like, oh man, yeah, he definitely killed that kid. Look, it's that possible. Kid is dead. He is uh he is on record as saying that after he got out of the military he didn't want to yell at anyone ever again, <laughs> and that's where that hippie personality comes from. <laughs> Who knows what he got up to in Alaska? Like uh he he was an MP. Oh yeah, that's not a fun job. Or whatever the Air Force equivalent is. I don't know if they call them MPs up there. MPs but they have like cooler jackets. Probably. Yeah. Uh so yeah, dog. you know, some some night when it was some day when it was dark for twenty two hours, and he had he'd had too much, and 
I'm sure if you keep watching it by the 50th episode, he's going to say, I buried a man under a tree like that once. <laughs> That's right. They never did find it. It was a shallow grave. He, um, so I don't know. It's just a collection of them on Netflix. I don't think that was like. Yeah, it's not in, yeah. it's not in like sensible order. It's not like it's the first one or whatever. But in this first one that I watched, he says that thing about the kid. And he's painting some seaside, like, cliff thing. And yeah, which are his least good paintings, I think. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't fantastic. And then he cuts away for a while to show us those uh, squirrels or chipmunks or whatever that he's. Oh yeah, little baby of. squirrels he was raising. Yeah, it's like man, this guy is real peaceful, so yeah. peaceful. <laughs> Fucking raising some baby squirrels and shit. You know that the the magic with Bob Ross is not the end painting because they're all weird. The magic is he'll splat some paint on a canvas and he'll say, "Oh, we're just gonna put in some little some little rocks right here, some little boulders." And uh, I'll say, fuck you, Bob Ross, that doesn't look like boulders. And then I'll blink, and all of a sudden it looks exactly like boulders. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, as he's applying the brush strokes, you go, I don't see it. And then you, That's not a tree. you look to the and other go, part no, of the I'll screen, That's exactly you look what back trees and you go, look, look at all those trees! <laughs> wow! It's like you just have to look at something else for one second, and when you look back, your brain has forgotten how it got there. That's right. And you're like, oh no, that looks exactly like he said it did. Yeah, like he was, and sometimes you're not sure how he's going to get to where he's going, because he's not, he doesn't really... He doesn't really explain his journey. He just kind no. of does it. He does a lot of work that he then paints over. Yeah, like he'd spent... A- like, he does a lot of intricate mountains that he then just slaps a tree in front of. He did a lot of work on this sunset in this cliff, in the seaside cliff thing that he was painting. And uh, it did not look like anything for the first, like, 15 minutes. And then at the end of the painting, I was like, oh, that's that really looks, that looks like a nice... Kind of cloudy sunset. I don't know how that happened. Just like, yeah, no, it, it's the wizardry is is what's interesting. It's and and obviously the super chill tone of the show, which makes it great to watch as the last thing before you go to that's bed. That's right, dude. Everyone's having a good time. The clouds, the rocks, the mm-hmm. trees, even the waves, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. He like uh, he never puts animals into his paintings or anything. No, it's just like. It's like, you know, he's doing a lot of Alaska shit, but it's not like, yeah, there's bears over there. Don't fuck with them bears. <laughs> I'm a, it's just like, this would, this would be a nice little place. Build a little cabin. Go fishing. I met a bear go once. fishing in this lake. He ate my best friend. <laughs> you know. It's... But uh, I have to watch that. Uh, I had to find something else to watch because I'd watched so much Star Trek last night. And I, and yeah. I looked and Netflix kind of gives you like a screenshot of what the next episode is. And nine times out of ten on Deep Space Nine, it's a picture of Quark. <laughs> and every time I go, oh, God, this episode's going to suck. Uh, I do that a lot. Like uh, like when I saw that it was uh, loud as a whisper coming oh, yeah. up, I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> you nope, saw Reva nope. or whatever and you went, yeah, yep. I don't know if I can do this. No, I'm out. By the way, I hated that episode less than I remembered. It wasn't terrible. He is also really aggressive romantically. He yeah. just walks up and he's but, like, "Yeah, I can't like talk or like hear really good or whatever, but pff, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna put my peen in you now, Troy. It's peen. I'm going peen it's, first. It's extra weird because he has to go through aerobics, guy. Yeah, that guy is a guru for sure. That aerobics guru. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. That guy, uh, he'll get you get your heart rate up. The guy who speaks for his ball sack Keep you motivated. Is, 
it's, I mean, he's he's a little bit creepy looking. Yeah, and so he just walks in there and he's like, hey, Troy, um, you know, I got a red, I got a red afro, <laughs> I got, I got a red beard, and, uh, I can't talk. I look like Irish Jesus, so, and, uh, Are we doing this or what? Let's go. Actually, he looks like, uh, like a, a redheaded Greek, if that's a real thing. <laughs> like, I wonder if there's ever been I one. don't know if it's his beard or his facial features or what. It's just weird. It's just the the sexual tones in the next generation are weird because we don't want to we don't want to experience them, but they're also just really weird. Yeah, but is that just because we came on them as kids? Like, would is this all fine if you were an adult when you watched Star Trek the first? Whether time? or not it's objectionable, it's all really weirdly handled. Oh, it is. I mean, it is definitely it definitely feels like it was written by people with not a lot of experience. I was going to say it's either people who don't know a lot about humans or haven't been around humans, or the late '80s and early '90s were a really weird time, just like to try to couple up, you know? I guess go, so. Like cruising for chicks, you just like walk up to a chick and like we're going to fuck now, and that was like how you did it, I guess, because that's how everyone yeah. on Star Trek does it. Definitely, like, touch her face. Too. Yeah, please rub all... Or just go up and touch a lady's just face. Just rub all over her face and her hair. Oh, yeah. Just, like, rub it all you up. Gotta get in the, you gotta get your hands in that <laughs> yeah. hair. Whether or not... It ain't shit if you don't have your hands in her hair. Whether or not you've ever met her before, it's not really important. Yeah. Just, uh... I, you know what? You just meet somebody hands first. Like you're a blind man or something. I don't know, Doc. Troy is always into it. Yeah, dude. She's... She was kind of getting into Reva, wasn't she? Yeah. Ugh. So weird. Riker ruined her for good. Oh, no, no. She was definitely like, so, I mean, how do we do this with this guy here? She was <laughs> yeah. not like, uh, you're moving a little fast, buddy. Yeah. The first time he sees her, he just walks up. He's like, I'm really interested in you. Oh, there's other people here? Not worried about it. Very unprofessional. Everybody on Star Trek. Very unprofessional. Would have been real weird if they went with the original casting of Marina Sirtis as Tasha Yar. And, oh, my God. Uh, Denise Crosby as Counselor Troy. Oh, <gasps> No, that felt really incestuous. I didn't like thinking about that. Well, first of all, that should not be. Oof. That's like that episode where there's an imposter first officer. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't like that guy at all. What was he doing yeah. there? That was Riker's job. Not, I'm not into that. I told you the other day, it just really bothered me seeing Worf sitting in Data's seat. It made yeah. me feel really uncomfortable when it just came back from the commercial break, the commercial cut on Netflix, and Worf was just sitting at Ops, and I went, no, I'm not into this. You find Data right now. He's not dead. That's not where he said. Started screaming at him. Kivas Fajo has him. <laughs> the shuttle was a ruse. God damn it. Just did not like seeing Worf sitting there at all. Man, talk about something that does not hold up in HD. Those fucking shuttle pods. <laughs> they look like shit. They, they look worse than Westmont Space Shuttle Simulator. <laughs> did Westmont have one of those? Did they not have the space oh, I don't shuttle know. simulator? I, oh, when you know, there? I know they did because Mike Layden was in it. Yeah, so that exists. That's when they put that picture of him kissing Sarah in the paper that Mom hated. <laughs> so that was, so that was, that was a thing. I always just, I always just think of the KFC shuttle simulator. From uh, oh, it was not as sophisticated as the KFC <laughs> from <simulator>. Community. <laughs> it was. It was. It just took up one third of the woodshop classroom. Yeah, metal shop classroom. Uh, they had drafting tables too actually i think it was just the general purpose shop shop classroom yeah marjan said uh, that she but that was also the rotc room so i i was i spent a lot of time standing next to that shuttle simulator i almost never met marjan because she almost took shop instead of journalism 
Oh, yeah. Because she thought the... That would have been a weird choice. I thought so, too, but she thought the shop teacher was cute. So... Oh. Uh, wait, no. The shop teacher... The shop teacher was an old bald not, man with a handlebar mustache. Not when I was there. When I was there, it was some real Midwestern-looking farm boy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she likes some corn Dude, fed. she loves white people. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much she loves the whites. It's crazy. So anyway, so she was into that guy. And then, the, the but the, whatever, the counselor or whoever was helping her pick her classes said the same thing that you and I said. Like, why? Why do you want to take shop? That doesn't make any sense. Take something else. Journalism definitely is going to look better on your uh, <laughs> yeah. college application. So she took journalism, and we met. But um, and luckily, she's into the whites, and I fit that demographic. For, I'm like, I'm like, that's I'm the Str- strong, I'm the sweet you spot. You strongly fit that demographic. I'm as white as you can get. Which is my in. You probably figured out right away what was going on. Didn't tell her we're one sixty fourth Chippewa. I would, uh, yeah, I didn't tell her till many years later. Didn't yeah. want to risk. Now you got that twenty three and me proof. That's though. right. That's right, dude. It came out. It's there. It's the real deal. It's around 1%, which fits. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely not 2%. Not only that, we have the tiniest little bit of North African. Yeah, I wonder what that is. And an even smaller amount of East Asian that is not Native American and East Asian. It must be so small. It is 0.01 or something like that. It's like uh, as tiny as it can measure or something. That could definitely be a rounding I was going to say that. Yeah, they might just mess that one up. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, look, I'm just saying, if we're 164th Chippewa and it's like a big story. Yeah. If there was a full-on Chinaman in there somewhere. <laughs> that guy's hidden. Can you imagine? Hidden. Well, first of all, it would have to go back so far. that Something would have had to happen on Commodore Perry's voice or earlier. <laughs> That's right. Like. We need to look up some of those old balls and, um. Uh, Perry's. What are some of the other old names in our family? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of Thankful Stowe's <laughs> yeah, relatives. Thankful Stowe got got plowed by Fu Manchu. <laughs> what about uh, maybe it was maybe it was Virginia? <laughs> I don't want to talk about Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I always just hope that was a typo and it was supposed to be Virginia. It's, it's got to be. Virginia, it's got to be. Right? There's no way her name was Virginia. Right. Um, I don't want that to be a family know, name. It's actually possible that the word vagina is relatively modern. Sure, it's possible. It's possible we have an ancestor whose name was Virginia. I know it means like sheath. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it comes from the late seventeenth century. It does. Dirty, lots of incidentally, sheath is also the source of the word vanilla. So enjoy your next baked good. <laughs> and now every time I want something vanilla flavored, I'm going to chuckle. Yeah, you get it vanilla, and no one's going to get it. And then I'm going to say you get it like a sheath, and I'm going to go. I right, well, this conversation's over. That was it. That was as far as I was going to get. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, so anyway, so at that shuttle simulator at Westmont, yes. um, did they have to, like, align the the spices? And no, Doc, they didn't have to fly the needles like it was seven They had to fly the needles to make sure all the spices were right and everything, so that <laughs> nope. the chicken came out, came out delicious. <laughs> Look, I don't know what was in there. It was a plywood space shuttle front covered with aluminum mm. foil, so... Well... 
<clears throat> that existed. It did. And every year, they would send three, five students in there, and they would just live in there for a oh, week. Oh, that sounds awful. And, like, report to mission control and shit and do experiments. That sounds awful. That sounds like something I definitely would not have wanted to do. But also, meanwhile, the ROTC was taking role right next to them. <laughs> Were they really quiet during ROTC? Did they pretend like no, they weren't there? Oh, yeah. Because if you're in the space shuttle simulator, you don't want to make noise around the ROTC <laughs> crowd. It's like, there's not a lot of overlap. Yeah. You got some gunnery sergeant. Maybe he's brought a bunch of rifles into class. <laughs> you don't want to deal with Dude, it. Dude, um... Sarah, I think Sarah told me a few months ago, I don't know if she told you too, that Coach Sweeney died. Yeah, I did hear that Coach Sweeney okay. died. That's a bummer. I think Sarah told me a while ago, and then Mom told me again last week, and I was like, yeah, I think I already knew that. But. He was like the dude that the every single yearbook class wanted to dedicate the yearbook to. <laughs> Everybody loved Coach Sweeney. He probably had more yearbooks dedicated to him than anyone else oh, there. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. He was not politically correct all the time. No, and also, he would do a thing where he scratched his nipples, and it was really distracting. <laughs> you know, like, uh, he wasn't as bad as... Uh, oh, God, what was the name? There was an older, bald coach who constantly had foam in the corners of his <laughs> mouth. Like exactly what you think of a uh-huh. hilarious stereotype of a high school football coach? Yeah, like old pharma friend. <laughs> this guy, oh no! Is basically who this, this, but he taught the civics classes, and he had no patience for uh, for stupids in general. Right. But but really, he had a thing for ethnics? like airhead girls. Oh, wait, no, girls. Okay. no, I, I never, I didn't hear him say ethnic stuff. That was Coach Sweeney's yeah, domain. Sure. Uh, but uh, if a girl asked a stupid question, he made the shit smellingest face possible. <laughs> Like, I feel like he might have thought girls didn't even really belong in school. That's probably true. And they were just wasting everybody. He was trying to teach all of the white men in the class about civics. He was real Taliban in that way. Uh, a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, he had just no patience for that. Yeah. This is the most I've thought about high school in a long time, and it makes me a little bit ill. I should... Look, uh, some of them are dead, like the cast of Babylon 5. <laughs> right. They're from the same they era. They probably went crazy, too. Or started off crazy. Probably started off crazy. That does suck about Sweeney. Dude, earlier I was saying, I think Boxleitner really does think he's John Sheridan. Because if you ever listen to the commentaries on those, he is so into it and he knows all the backstory. And usually with these actors in sci-fi, like, they're not paying that much attention. Like, He's been in two Tron movies. He doesn't think he's Tron? Maybe he thinks he's Tron and John Sheridan, probably by way of some kind of alternate dimension or something. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but he's way into it, and he keeps coming back for... He kept coming back for all the terrible movies they kept making afterward, and no one else would come back. He's, like, way into Babylon 5. Babylon 5 was a little better about those things that I said you should stay away from. Like, they did have a little bit of time nonsense. Yeah. But only a very little and bit. And it built directly into the story. It was like um, yeah. It wasn't like a one-off that they then had to try to forget later. Right. Uh, And they had powerful beings, but they definitely were not supernatural. Right, they were just, they'd been around a while. Right. Yeah, they did a very good Uh, job of explaining how all of the things in the universe worked. 
so that you didn't yeah, have to work was, so hard to think about it. It was, like, thought out a little yeah. bit. Like, uh, this is the thing I was talking about the other day. Like, how the Betazoids, I don't understand how how there are no rules governing them. Because how would anyone be able to stand by with just the, them existing and the ability for them to read all your thoughts and everything? Like, how would everything work? Like, their existence would change how everything works. But in Star Trek, they're just like, nah, it's cool. Everyone's cool with it. They're just cool. Dog, what if they're pulling a pack lead? Not a pack lead. What if they're pulling a Zach Dorn? Scenario where... That's what Cole Rami yeah, was, right? He's, he's Zach Dorn. I'm just trying to figure out what you mean. Where they just, like... They just tell everybody they got all these telepathic powers. No, but they don't, really. But they... It's like... No one is really putting it to the test. Well, if it weren't for the people that we've seen who can actually read thoughts, you know what I mean? Uh, So far, we've seen that they can talk to each other. Yes. And uh, Loaxana Troy picked up that Mick Fleetwood had a bomb in his robe. Yeah, that's one of the things. I guess that one's kind of (laughs) damning. Because no one else was paying attention Uh, to that guy. Uh, but everything we've seen from Troy suggests that she could just be guessing. Troy is the worst. Troy is a useless person. Again, her answer to everything is, I'm not sure. I mean, she stands, like, Riker's on trial for rape. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not. They don't care about no, the, the rape. rape. He's on trial not for important. murder. Yeah, just murder. You murder a male scientist, that's a problem. Maybe you raped his wife. Not really. And relevant. he watches the wife's deposition, and he's like, you know that didn't happen. And Troy just looks him in the eye and goes, she believes it happened. I know. But that's just because she's mad. That's right. Like, <laughs> yes, she is angry. That's the extent to which Troy can read people. Which, by the way, no, no, I mean Troy's mad. Oh. That's why she oh. says that. He's like, I don't know. Maybe you raped her. <laughs> yeah. You suck. Well, he is very aggressive, as we've already talked about. People in the show, yeah. just it's all really rapey. It's uncomfortable. Definitely, it just gets worse. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, in this terrible Ishar Yar episode, she she saw Data, and right away she went, this is the most emotional person on the ship. This is my in. Right here. <laughs> this is it. Like, as soon as she meets him, she knows. And anyone would. Because he's yeah, he basically, he meets her. rough, so she can spot some shit He, like he basically meets her and go, and essentially within ten seconds is like, I was in love with your sister. She was amazing. She was everything to me. I promise to keep it a secret. Yeah, exactly. I'm very bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> Uh, maybe when Picard told him at the trial that it was okay. He thought it was, he was forever. Just like, Fine. Fuck it. I'm excused. Yeah. I believe things that people tell me, like that I don't have emotion. Because she plays Data so hard in this episode. She's like, oh, you're. I'm just like my sister, and you like my sister, so you should like me, so that she could get her little device removed, so she could go into the other stupid factions part of the city and blow them up or something. I don't know what her dumb plan was. Right. Look, I think we're all lucky that her sister wasn't played by Denise Crosby with a different haircut. <laughs> it's true. You know they wanted to. Uh, you know Denise Crosby wanted to. She really... She was not happy about getting off that she show. She buyer's remorse. She, she was desperate to get away and then immediately was like, oh, I should come back. Yeah, she said that she was she didn't want to play an Uhura-type role and it would have been great if Nichelle Nichols just slapped her in the face. Is that really what she said? In what yeah. way was she playing Uhura? She was... She was just. She felt like she was just answering the hailing frequencies, except that like I watched that whole first season. She had a lot of shit well, to do. She was. It was mostly dumb. Yeah, she was mostly chewing up the scenery with her terrible acting. She was mostly getting indignant about drug use or just whenever anyone was being mean uh, to her. She really didn't like Q. 
She was not. I think a she fan. was maybe well, Q's biggest enemy. She and I agree <laughs> on that. You're not, well, you're also not a fan of John Delancey, no, which theoretically correct. she is not aware of. Katie also, I think, big non-John Delancey. Oh, I've never fan. met anybody who likes John Delancey. I'm not sure there's a person who exists who likes him. He's the worst. He's the worst actor and person, I think. Except for Bryn Hartman. <laughs> well. Dog, when you mumble like that, it makes me think you got something against Bret Hart. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Bret the Hitman Hart, for sure. That son of a bitch. <laughs> don't act like... Don't act like you don't have something against him. If you were with HBK, then you were against Bret Hart. Oh, fuck, was I with HBK? You know you were! You Ride or die! Heartbreak Kid. You think I rep the Heartbreak Kid? Of course, dude. Uh, he thinks he's cute. He knows he's sexy. Well, no, no. As with many of them, I did like his ring his, song. His entrance music was classic. He recorded it himself. Yeah. He's got the looks that drives the girls wild. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know you know all the I words. I know all of the words. All right, we should probably leave it there, because I, I will start singing it. If we don't leave it. Well, we should probably not even release this episode, right? Because <laughs> it was a garbage episode? It was a garbage That's episode. fine. They're all garbage sure. episodes. So everybody tweet us and let uh, us know if this was a garbage episode. It's okay. You can say that it was. We yeah, know. We already. <clears throat> We're right there with you. We won't cry much. Not like uh, all those little kids on ju- Junior. Master Chef Junior. Junior Master Chief. Junior Master Chief. Sergeant. <laughs> Junior Master Chief. <laughs> we'll just call it that. That's fine. This last season that's available on Hulu's got a real double dare vibe to it too. Oh, are there physical challenges? I think they keep sliming the three judges and shit. Uh, I don't know if I'm into that. There's like a huge paper mache Gordon Ramsay had at one point. Do they get a like? Fi- they don't. They don't have to pull a flag. I was out gonna of say nose, they though. have to fish into its nose to get something. How about this? Do they have to find the marble in the oatmeal so they can drink from the fire hose? <laughs> no, <laughs> but that is great. <laughs> You're a lucky, lucky, lucky boy. <laughs> and by the way, that's the only time I've ever enjoyed uh, that guy's performance in anything either. Even though he, Michael Richards, he's basically playing Kramer, but for some reason I enjoy it in that context. He's playing a less abrasive, more innocent Kramer. Yeah, like um, like a naive Kramer. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Katie's been watching Seinfeld. I watched a few episodes and decided uh, that I made the right call in the early 90s. Yeah. Which is that it it was not for me. It's not fantastic. No, it's real basic sitcom stuff. But you should be way into that. They just talk a little faster? Like, is that it? I know know Wings was like your favorite show, right? Wings? Okay, all right. So that's what I'm saying. So that should be right up your alley. (laughs) Just not enough Tony Shalhoub? Is that... Is that the issue? Uh, well, there definitely is not enough Tony Shalhoub. I watched all eight seasons of Monk. Yeah, I had to watch a lot of that, too. I wasn't that into Monk. Oh, don't say I, had to. I wasn't Monk's that fine. into Monk. Every episode was the same episode. <sighs> yeah, he's damaged. Yeah, he's damaged. And his female assistants are competent. And his weirdness will lead him to solving the murder or mystery or whatever. Yep, but he notices inconsistencies like me. Oh, so you saw a little bit of... That's the only part. Saw a little bit of yourself. That's the only thing I see of myself in him. You, I don't know. What else do you see? I think there's something else. No. Is it... Is it your nope. kind of... I don't, have, I don't have any of his weird is quirks. Is it that you used to be a cab driver? 
That's not Monk. Well, it's Tony Shalhoub's other character of the two that he's played. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's ever been in anything else. Also, he's in that The Rock weightlifting semi-comedy heist movie. Oh, yeah, I don't think I ever saw that. With Mark Wahlberg. What the hell is that called? Um, I think I saw like five minutes of that on TV. I was not, not that into it. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember what it's called. All we'll right, everybody. Uh, just tweet us. Please, just tweet us a bunch. Of, tweet us some interesting stuff so we have something to talk about. How about that? Give us a shot. And then uh, our website is uh, brotherdate.com. Tweet us at brotherdate, and then uh, go to the iTunes and stuff like that. Anything else? Mm, I felt like there was something else. You felt like there was something else? Yeah. Is... Um, you told them to to subscribe to us. <laughs> did Did you tell them I that? I said to go to the iTunes. Is that go good to enough? The iTunes. We have a website yeah, also. It's brotherdate.com. Very minimal. Yep. It's yep. a good. It's <sighs> a good outro. I'm not cutting it. It's Damn. not. This is all going up. Yeah, that's where it belongs. Up. And we're out. Both my feet. He sure. is that to the oh. world of wedding cakes. So he prevents wedding cakes from from getting like sharp sharp stuff stuck in them. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So- Please subscribe.